Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Florida Fun Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm your host. And we're back at it again. Today is a Monday morning, Monday, March 7th, 2022. Today's going to be episode 27, almost to the big episode 3-0. We're finally there. We're getting very, very close to where I would like to be. And uh, I thank you, as always, for joining us. Today's going to be a conversation with our good friend, Mr. Jordan Pence, who's spending some quality time out of his very, very busy day to come and talk with us, and I certainly appreciate him. Uh, so we're going to talk about what he's been up to, what's going on in his life, what's going on in my life. Um, also, March, uh, March, the month of March is Women's History Month, and we're going to talk a little bit about women's history. So we want to uh, thank all the women in our lives, our mothers, grandmothers, wives, uh, and everyone out there for all the contributions that they make to our world, making our world just a little bit better. So uh, again, we thank all of you for joining us. Um, I do want to let you know the Florida Fun podcast is available uh, <clears throat> anywhere you can find for, uh, your favorite podcast. Uh, you can join us on um, uh, iHeartRadio.com, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, and even our sponsor, uh, which is Podbean.com. And we certainly thank them for allowing us to do this uh, little adventure and uh, to be able to talk to you guys, and which is something that I love very, very much. Um, uh, remind you that the Florida Fun podcast is your destination for Florida Fun. You don't want to go anywhere else. You don't want to listen to any other podcast. This is the greatest podcast ever recorded in the history of the state of Florida, and we thank you for being involved. Um, before we move on, I want to do that housekeeping, let you know how you can be involved in the podcast, how you can um, take the podcast in whatever direction it is that you want to take us in. And that's very simple, very easy. That's by contacting us in one of our social media outlets uh, simply by contacting us by email. Our email address is floridafunpodcast at gmail.com. We also have that uh, Twitter page. Twitter page is at floridafun6. We also have an Instagram and a Pinterest page, and those are both very easy and very simple to get a hold of us, and that is simply at floridafunpodcast. So, uh, again, welcome to everyone. Happy March. Happy Women's History Month, and uh, we certainly appreciate you being there. I do want to bring on my special guest, Mr. Jordan Pence. Jordan, how are you, buddy? Hello and good morning. I am uh, doing very well. Coming to you live from the uh, shore of a little fishing pond here on a beautiful Florida morning. <laughs> you're you're somewhere that I wish that I was. I, I wish I was out there and uh, enjoying the sunshine. But I am I'm inside, but that's all right. Someone has to be inside. Someone has to be outside. Yeah, I just got done dropping off my son at school, and I went for a little bike ride, and I. Uh, Saw the Josh signal as I was passing by a lake, and I figured, oh, this is a good place to stop and chat. There you go. There they go. So how have you been? What has, is anything interesting been going on in your life lately? You know, I think I'm suffering from uh, a little bit too much interest, interesting stuff going on in my life right now. So what, what's, Which, uh, uh, what's, what's going on in your life right now? What's, what's happening with you? I'm talking to you in a little <laughs> bit. You haven't been on the program in a little bit. I know you've been busy yeah, been living life, absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, right now I am um, currently displaced from my home. I am uh, bunking up at the old parents' house. I can't divulge too many details. Maybe this will be for a future episode, but uh, my house is undergoing a full renovation for a uh, renovation TV show. Oh, wow. um, Maybe once all is said and done and it's aired, I can give you a little bit more behind the scenes. But they said let's uh, let's play it close to the chest for now. But otherwise, uh, you know, just been working and uh, you know I've been 
going on a couple little trips here and there, and uh, I understand that we will discuss a little bit more about that later. Um, you know, just been uh, keeping up with the family. Uh, unfortunately, we just had a family member pass away, and so we've had a lot of folks coming in from out of town and coming to visit us here, and uh, some are staying a few uh, few extra days. Um, aside from that, um, just kind of taking it day by day, I suppose. <laughs> well, good for you, man. Good for you. I'm sorry to hear about your family member. I, I really am. And uh, I can't wait to hear what's going on with the house. Uh, it seems like a really, really interesting thing, and we'd love to bring you back on the show and talk to you for a little bit. So, uh, so keep us in charge. Keep us in touch. Just let us know what's going on. So don't uh, do not do too much will. without letting us know. Um, <laughs> So one thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, my beautiful state of Florida and how much we both love being outside. And, and we've both been to a place called Cedar Key. Um, tell me about your experiences at Cedar Key. Well, uh, my wife and I were looking for a destination for our uh, 10th anniversary. And uh, we needed to find a place that was calm and serene because uh just after that or just before we scheduled our trip my wife found out that she is expecting so that is yet another thing we got going on got a little kiddo on the way hey good congratulations that's awesome thank you so much so uh we wanted to find a place that was you know a little bit more uh relaxed and easy going you know and uh not necessarily something that would be incredibly uh hustle and bustle and busy and you know a lot of walking and from one adventure on to the next we wanted something where we could uh, just relax a little bit more sure and so our research uh steered us towards cedar key and you know it was uh it was a place that i really really enjoyed and planned to go back to time and time again i know that in just our little uh, long weekend stay that we were just scratching the surface. And um, one thing that I really like about Cedar Key is that uh, they seem to have their own uh, their own time zone there. Everything just kind of moves at a different speed when you uh, are out and about. You know, there's not a whole lot of places vying for your attention and trying to draw you in. And, you know, there's not all kind of advertisements and chains and bye, bye, bye. You know, it's it's uh it's a bit slower it's a bit more quaint it's it's a uh, really relaxing place to be and so uh you know a couple of the things that we did while we were out there uh, we stayed at a um accommodation about a mile up the road from the main city and we just make our way down there and just kind of stroll around and we would uh you know there's a um street it's called A Street and it runs across the water and uh you had mentioned this when I had you know, told you that I'd like to talk about this place, but, you know, it's a bunch of, uh, you know, wooden buildings on a pier that's over the water. It's got kind of a ramshackle appearance to it, and it's got uh, some restaurants on there, some, you know, there's always some live music going on, and it uh, circles a little lagoon where there are boats coming and going. You can see the oyster fields out there. Uh, just a really incredible place and a relaxing place to be. Yeah, that sounds like it. So I'll tell you, my experience out there was very similar to that. Um, I lived in Gainesville for a while, and uh, I worked for the sheriff's office there for a little bit. And 
on my off days, I wanted to get away from the city. I mean, it was a little stressful and I wanted to get away from the city and, and not think about anything. So my parents had come down from, from the Jacksonville area to come and visit me and they said, Hey, let's go. Let's go explore. Let's go look around. And we just kind of went west and we went up on the, uh, west coast on the Gulf side, uh, from, from Gainesville. And we happened to wind up in a place called Cedar Key. And I remember it was a long drive. There was nothing on the sides of the road, but just trees. There wasn't a lot of buildings. There wasn't a lot of road signs or the same, uh, cluster and, and that you have the, the, the big road signs, the big off, off ramps. Um, and I remember going out there with my parents and simply walking around and it, it's kind of like the place that time forgot. I mean, it, it's everyone else moved on. Tampa got to be a big city, Orlando, you know, Kissimmee, uh, Gainesville, Jacksonville, everyone. And it seems like Cedar Key just kind of refused to play the game. They didn't want to be part of it. They didn't want to be a big city. And I remember seeing walking out there. And, and one thing I remember very clearly is standing on the, I guess one of the roads in a parking lot. I think we'd stop to get some ice cream or something like that. And turning and seeing out in the middle of the Gulf or in the bay, there was looked like this old fishing house. And it was up on these posts, these big beams. And it was about probably five or six feet off the water. And I guess maybe you would drive your boat out to it. And then you would get maybe like a boathouse. And it just looked like it had been there for a thousand years. And it was kind of falling apart. There was about 300 pelicans and birds on top of it. And it just looked like that can't possibly be real. That had to have been put there by somebody. And and it, the whole town reminded me of that. Very s- quiet, sleepy, you know, laid back. Like you said, no stress, very relaxing. And, and I was I was blown away, but I thought it was a great place. Well, it was a really neat um, area that we, you know, did our best to kind of soak up the history on. And, you know, I haven't uh, brushed up since I was there, so bear with me a little bit, but, um, you know, it was a place that was pretty, um, you know, settled pretty early in the scheme of Florida history, I guess you could say. And they, um, one of their, you know, biggest industries out there is, uh, oyster farming and they're very, uh, they're very famous for them. And, uh, what they do is they have an area that you go and, um, you know, plant your uh, oysters out there and just let them grow. And, you know, you see boats going around and tending to them. They grow them in these little nets, you know, to where they can, you know, easily remove them. And uh, apparently on shore, there's a, you know, place where they make, they, they call them seeds. Right. Uh, you know, that you plant there in the water and let them grow. And then, uh, you know, they harvest there um, throughout the year. And it's one of the uh, biggest oyster exporting areas uh, in the whole country. But um, aside from that, you know, they had a, uh, you know, a port there and they would uh, run all kind of, you know, timber and everything there out of Florida. They also had a uh, pencil factory of all places, you know, and they would uh, sell their or they would, you know, export pencils and oysters. And, um, you know, of course, there's all kind of fishing. And one thing that we did while we were there is that uh, we rented a boat, you know, it was a couple hundred bucks, you know, for a day out there on the water and we right. toured around some of the islands and you know some folks would beach their boats on the islands that are around cedar key and you know they would sunbathe or they would set up the radio and have a little party or uh you know sometimes you'd see three four or five boats at the same place and you know somebody who's out here on the uh on the east coast um the water was really odd to me being there in the gulf of mexico because you know, when you go boating here in uh, Jacksonville, you know, you go out the jetties and, you know, the water starts to get a little deep and there's always a swell. And you got to have a pretty hefty boat, you know, to 
not get pummeled too hard out there. Yeah. But uh, we went to go rent this boat, and they said, oh, yeah, here's a here's a pontoon boat. You can just take it anywhere you want. Wow. And uh, I just thought that was odd because, you know, you take a pontoon boat offshore here, you, know, that's, you got a death wish. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Here I was three, four, five miles offshore in a pontoon boat. And uh, the reason you can do that is because the water is so shallow there in the Gulf. They say it gets about a foot deeper every mile you go out. That's crazy. You know, we've we've spent a vacation uh, several years. My family has a a group of um, it's an old converted beach hotel basically, and they made it in these condos on on Venice, uh, on the west coast, Venice, Nicomas, uh, Sarasota, Bradenton, whole area down there, Osprey. Um, and we've gone out there, and I and I can I can attest to that uh, on the Gulf of Mexico. When we go out there, there's a a very cool beach. Um, where we go and we hang and the whole family comes and we have dinners and see the family, a big family reunion kind of thing. And the water really is not very deep. I know if you go on the East Coast, you go out and, um, you know, you kind of hit the waves again, body surfing with the kids. And then if you go out far enough, I mean, it drops quick, like dramatically deeper. Like you're, you're at the edge of the, the, the coastal shelf and it just drops off. But, um, you know, we've had family go way out into the Gulf out there, and that water really does not get very deep at all. And then they're way, way, way out there, and the water's only about, I don't know, chest deep maybe, you know? And there's, there's a bunch of sandbars, and, and you're like, they should be drowning. I mean, they're so far out, and, and the, you know, I can, I can attest to that. I've seen that up close. Yeah, and one of my favorite things that we did is we uh, went to the islands outside of Cedar Key. Let me see if I can find the name of it here. All right, here it is. We pulled up on North Key, and there's a little cove on the eastern side of North Key, and we just uh, tossed our anchor out there, and um, we just kind of watched the birds, and we watched the shore for wildlife. We watched the clouds go by. We dangled our feet in the water, and uh, (laughs) I remember I was – sitting on the boat, just kind of zoned out, and my wife freaked out. You know, she screamed out and scurried up into the boat, you know, got her feet out of the water, and I said, honey, what's wrong? And she goes, sea turtle. It just swam right up to me. I thought I was going to bite my toes off. (laughs) (laughs) Sea turtle just cruised right up there to her uh, like she was, you know, just saying hello. That's so cool. That's so cool. My kids are big animal dorks themselves, and they they love hit they love the animals, they love being outside, and uh, they they certainly enjoy being outside. So they would have loved all that. Um, you know, we we spend a lot of time in the backyard, and anytime that we see a new squirrel, or we see uh you know someone else's cat, or a new dog in the neighborhood, they just freak out. So they just love all that stuff too. Have you ever? Um, I I know my wife had texted me a couple of days ago and, and told me that they had found little baby hermit crabs in our yard. Have you seen those? I can't say that I've had uh, any baby hermit crabs, but every once in a while near our house there is a uh, frog hatching, and these little tiny frogs, you know, uh, about a quarter inch long, little bitty ones, they're just they'll flood the street. It's incredible. I'm sorry, little fiddler crabs, little fiddler crabs like you would see at the beach. They they wound up. There's a whole bunch of them in our backyard. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, we we've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of outdoor time, and the kids play with the water, and, and I guess it floods the ground, and it kind of forces a lot of those animals up. So we've seen, you know, worms and beetles, and we've seen all kinds of stuff. And and they were playing in the backyard a couple of days ago, or the front yard, backyard. I'm not sure which one. 
and they found a bunch of fiddler crabs. And it was very cool, kind of a very unique thing to do. And it wouldn't be something that you would be like, oh, well, of course there's fiddler crabs in the yard. Why would there not be fiddler crabs in the yard? I mean, we live a thousand miles from the beach, but here they are. So I guess they live in the live in the ground, I guess. I'm not sure how that works, but uh, it was very, very cool. Um, yeah, so we, we have a, a tank in the backyard that we've had pretty much since the beginning of the pandemic, right? And uh, we had some frogs in the backyard, and they laid all their eggs in the tank. And we have constantly been raising and releasing, not that we have done them, but they've done them on their own, uh, tadpoles. And the little tadpole hatchlings will, will be in the backyard, and they'll be in that little tank, and they'll swim around. And my daughter goes out there and gives them food every once in a while, and they help change the water. But pretty much the rain will change water on its own. And then you look, and there's, like, nobody left. And you tap on the side, and about a million tadpoles will swim up from the bottom of this fish. It's an old fish tank. It's probably about... 10, 15 gallon fish tank. And we have it on a table in the backyard. And then after a while, you're like, oh, no more tadpoles. That's cool. And then next thing you'll know, you hear like eight or 10 frogs in there and they're all laying their eggs in the water again. And then, so I, we have a, a tadpole and frog breeding ground in our backyard. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to come over and see it. It's, 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 it's been there for a while and it's all green and algae and it's got sticks and leaves like it's the most inhospitable place in the world but the frogs just love it i mean they keep laying their eggs in there in the middle of the night we'll hear that and there there they are you go out there and it's like eight frogs laying their eggs in there you do a great frog impression why thank you i i i do actually nothing very well but that's uh that's part of it there you go um so uh you want to do a little trivia with me uh, sure. All right. All right. Very good. So every episode, guys, we do have a trivia time, and I want to put the trivia time into here right now. Our good friend, Mr. Jordan Pence, is going to help us out, so we want to let him know thank you for helping us out. You can see it, but I'm howling. Yay. All right. So as we talked about earlier, March is Women's History Month, and I want to let you guys know uh, the women in our lives, thank you so much for everything that you've done and continue to do for us. Uh, us dumb old guys could never survive without you. So let's go ahead and put that out there right now. Um, there you go. So the question that I have for you, Mr. Jordan Pence, and we'll answer this later, but I want you to think about the answer, is uh, about tennis. And tennis is obviously something that you can do here in the state of Florida at any time. So let me get to the question here. Give me just a moment. There you go. All right. Uh, what woman has won a total of 56 Grand Slam tennis competition events and nine Wimbledon women's singles titles? So, about tennis, right? We play tennis here in the state of Florida. Is it A, Chris Everett Lloyd? Is it B, Martina Navratilova? Is it C, Steffi Graf? Or is it D, Venus Williams? So this is our question for Women's History Month, and it's about tennis, and it's something that you obviously can play here in the state of Florida. There's lots of tennis courts, golf courses. Um, in fact, my parents' house is right down the road from a country club, and they have uh, several outdoor tennis courts. Uh, so this is our question of the day. If you had to guess, what do you think the answer would be from there? Jordan, still with me? I think we have lost Jordan. Jordan, if you come back up, let me know, okay? So we're going to kind of move on. So uh, Women's History Month is March, and that is our question of the month. 
So the question is, what woman has won a total of 56 Grand Slam tennis competition events and nine Wimbledon women's singles titles? So the answers are A, Chris Everett Lloyd, B, Martina Navratilova, C, Steffi Graf, or D, Venus Williams. Which one do you think is the correct answer? We'll talk about that in just a moment. Well, like I said, March is a month of women's history, so I want you to think about what women what Women's History Month means to you. And I'm going to tell you for me, Women's History Month means a lot about not only the ability for women to survive in the workplace and to be uh, proficient in the workplace, um, but to be accepted in society and culture, right? So there's been a lot of records that um, have been shattered, a lot of glass ceilings that have been broken, and Women's History Month pays homage to to all of those wonderful women that are out there. Um, you hey, know, Josh, my, can you hear me? Hey, there he is. There's Jordan. Sorry, I uh, got a phone call, and that must have turned my mic off, but I am back. All right, great. We have Jordan back. All right, buddy, so what do you think about the, the trivia question? If you had to guess, do you think the answer is A, Chris Everett Lloyd, B, Martina Navratilova, C, Steffi Graf, or D, Venice Williams? So if you had to take a guess. You know, it's uh, it's hard to say. You know, I don't watch a ton of tennis, but I watch enough to not kind of know some of the names there in the field. And uh, I'm torn between uh, Navratilova and uh, Williams because I know that they're two of the biggest names out there in women's tennis. Uh, but if I had to guess, I would have to go with Venus Williams. Venus Williams. Okay, very good guess. Well, we will give you guys the answer in just a couple minutes. We're going to continue our conversation with the great Jordan Pence, who is spending some time uh, outdoors with us. And we're very jealous that we're not there with him, but he's enjoying the great outdoors. And uh, we are certainly appreciative of his time. What does what does Women's History Month mean to you? What are some some influential women that, that you can think of for Women's History Month? Well, uh, you had mentioned that you wanted to you know address this topic, and one uh, woman who uh, came to mind is uh, Haiti Lamar. Have you heard of her? I have. I have. You know, she is just such an interesting character to me because. You know, she had her start as a uh, actor in Europe, and she made her way um, over here to Hollywood, and uh, you know, picked up some uh, you know pretty notable film credits. Um, from what I understand, her most notable one would be um, as Delilah with Samson and Delilah. But um, beyond her acting, uh, she is famous because during the war, World War II, she helped develop. Uh, torpedo guidance systems using, you know, radio frequencies and frequency hopping, you know, technologies that were later, you know, adopted by the United States after the war. You know, it took them some time to refine them, but those uh, very technologies were used to, um, were, were piggybacked upon, I guess you could say, for systems that we take for granted, you know, so like uh, GPS and Wi-Fi and CDMA uh, call carrying for cellular phones, um, all piggybacked off of the work that she did in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And, and she's somebody who didn't have an education in this. This was something that uh, she just kind of did on her own free time, you know. And I come to think about it, and I'm thinking, you know, somebody came to me and said, hey, Jordan, you know, we really need a, uh, a guidance system for torpedoes. You know, what do you think you could do? I would say... Aim it in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why women thats why women are amazing and we're dumb old guys. That's exactly it right there. I think we would never have been able to figure that out on our own. Yeah. 
And so, you know, she's just, you know, an incredibly interesting figure to me. And, you know, she's somebody who, um, you know, she didn't have the, the training or the education, but she had the talent and uh, raw mental horsepower to, to get in there and get it done. And that's fantastic. Have you seen the, there's a movie about the women that were involved in planning the um, execution of the rockets in the 60s? And I want to say it's it, it was there, there were a lot of women that were involved. And in, so, you know, you think of going to the moon, going to space in the 60s and the space race and competing against the Soviets and trying to get to the moon first and Sputnik and the Apollo missions, all that kind of stuff. And it's all fantastic. It's very, you know, American history, which is cool. And, and a lot of that happened here in Florida at the uh, Kennedy Space Center. Uh, in Cape Canaveral that we've been to and we've talked about on previous episodes. Um, what you don't know uh, is that a lot of women were involved in doing the planning and the mathematics and executing the the programming uh, that went behind it. And, and they talk about them on the tour, um, how much these women who, you know, later were identified, but at the time were kind of like, well, that's your job. Just shush, shush, and just keep your mouth shut and just do what we tell you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the culture, I would say the culture has definitely changed for the better now. You know, women are, are accepted in the workplace. They're accepted for their contributions. Um, and, and I would say that that's definitely moving in the right direction. But at the time, um, these women were the brains behind the operation. They, they thought out all the execution, the planning, the computers, how they were going to work. Uh, you know, it was, it was really, really interesting, really, really interesting. Absolutely. And, you know, somebody else who I admire and is, you know, cliche as this is to say is, uh, is my wife, you know, she is uh, running a business as we speak. Um, she runs a preschool and when she got to the preschool, it was one of those places where it had opened, you know, 25 years ago and, uh, had been mostly run by the same people and they'd kind of fallen into a routine and kind of fallen behind the times. So, you know, she had the march in there. She, um, you know, cleaned up all of their policies and procedures. You know, she set it up to where she was reviewing her employees on a regular basis and giving them constructive feedback. You know, she was uh, working with the budget and increasing pay for her teachers. And she was uh, involved in rebuilding the playground and refurbishing the grounds. She's been getting grants for this school. I mean, she's completely transformed the place. And uh, that is something that, you know, I just respect immensely. And, you know, I uh, I admire her grit in, uh, you know, jumping in and tackling all of those issues. Good for her, man. That's awesome. It's, to be able to see a situation and say, look, the situation doesn't work. This is what we need to fix it. And have their, you know, your leadership believe in you that much to say, look, whatever you got to do, just fix it. We're, we're behind you 100%. Um, I applaud them, and I certainly applaud your wife for, for taking that on. So that's that's really fantastic. Um, I would say some other women who were influential, um, like Eleanor Roosevelt, Michelle Obama, Julia Child, you know, they definitely stepped into an area where maybe women weren't as accepted and and they forced their hand and they said, look, I'm going to be a leader in this situation. Michelle Obama uh, with politics and, and making sure that women uh, are accepted in entertainment. Um, she is on a, a couple of kids shows right now that my kids have watched. Um, you know, Julia Child finding her way on a television and being a chef. Um, and having a, a an acclaimed uh, cooking program that, that came on, I watched that when I was a kid. Um, and then oh, Eleanor, she's just delightful to watch. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's really entertaining. She's really, really, and she made the way for chefs like Rachel Ray and and you know a lot of them that have come behind her um, that are now so accepted on TV. Um, and and folks like that are, are able to be seen on TV because of the things that she did. And and I think Eleanor Roosevelt in politics again, being married to President uh, 
uh, Roosevelt and, and, and having her way and, and Stacey saying, look, I'm going to be accepted. This is the way it's going to be. And America and the world basically accepting her. So I, I think those three are very influential as well. Mm-hmm. All right, my man. So it's time for the answer to our trivia question. So let's uh, go over the question one more time just to make sure that everyone knows the answer. And we'll see if you were right. You might be right. You might be wrong. I'm not sure. So it's time for over here. What do you think? I said I got my fingers and my toes crossed over here. All right, sorry, I, I I'm not able to cross my toes, but but you're you're far ahead of me on that. All right, so here we go. Uh, the question is, what woman has won a total of 56 Grand Slam tennis competition events and nine women women Wimbledon's women's singles titles? So, you tennis aficionados uh, out there are screaming at the TV or the radio right now. So the answers are A, Chris Everett Lloyd, B, Martina Navratilova, C, Steffi Graf, or D, Venus Williams. You thought it was uh, D, Venus Williams? I think so. All right. Let's see. The final answer is B, Martina Navratilova has won. Oh, that was the other one I was twiddling around. 56 <laughs> Grand Slam tennis competition events and nine women uh, Wimbledon women's singles titles. So you were so close. You had it. <laughs> she is a machine. Yeah, she's you know, just. You know when you go and watch her play. She's un- unbelievable. Her and Chris Everett Lloyd and Steffi Graf and Venus Williams and Serena Williams and all all the women that are out there, you know, competing in tennis and just making it look so easy. And my God, it's not. I've tried to play tennis one time, <laughs> and it just I can I last about eight seconds, and I'm like, all right, can we just sit and watch tennis now? Because this is way too athletic for me. I'm a lazy guy. It is much easier just to look left and right and left and right. Because I mean that. That sport, it gets you running around, man. It wears you out quick. Absolutely. 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 Well, Jordan, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll have to have you on another episode sometime soon, and we'll talk about what's going on with your house and maybe uh, upload some pictures to our Instagram page and uh, and uh, show off all the, the changes that have happened. Um, yeah, I can't wait to spill. Thank you for your time, buddy. We appreciate it. Have a great day. Hey, you too, and thanks again for having me on, Josh. Absolutely. Hey, guys, we're going to call that an episode. We appreciate you joining us here on the Florida Fun Podcast. Um, we certainly want you to be involved in the program. Remember, you can get a hold of us anytime. You can tell us who you'd like to hear from, what you'd like to hear. Uh, you can always get a hold of us via email. Our email is floridafunpodcast at gmail.com. The Twitter page is at floridafun6 on Twitter. Uh, we post all the time on Twitter. And remember, those Instagram and, and the Pinterest pages are going to be at Florida Fun Podcast on Instagram and Twitter on uh, Pinterest. Remember, the Instagram page also has the Florida Fun Podcast live video series. I'm going to go live here in just a little bit. Uh, we're going to do an unboxing um, for our uh, T-shirt that we got um, from 904outfitters.com. Um, and uh, I will show you what it looks like. We'll try it on so you guys can check that out. So if you are not on Instagram right now, you want to be on Instagram um, that is definitely where you can check out those videos and uh, check out our sponsor. Uh, like I said, 904outfitters.com is our corporate sponsor. Uh, they are the official clothing uh, supplier for the, uh, the uh, Florida Fun podcast. Uh, check them out. Uh, use our promo code FloridaFun15 and you get 15% off your order. So, uh, Jordan, you can get some stuff for you and your wife. You guys I'm can, on it. There you go. You guys can use that promo code FloridaFun15. You can get some stuff for you and your wife and your family. Uh, makes great Christmas gifts. So there we go, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being involved in the podcast. We love you. We appreciate everything that you guys do to help us out. And, uh, Jordan, you guys have a great day. Thank you. Thank you so much.
All right, guys, get out there, have some Florida fun today, and we will definitely see you out there.